Welcome to the Blue Collar Nation podcast, the podcast dedicated to making the lives of home service professionals better. Now join Eric and Larry to talk about all things home service. Everybody, this is Larry from the Blue Collar Nation podcast. I'm here with my ruminative business partner, the tech whisperer, Mr. Eric Spray. What's happening, Eric? How are you today? What was the word you used? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here. I can't pronounce it. I can't pronounce it. This one's way better today. Repetitive thinking, unnecessarily dwelling on negative feelings and distress over unnecessary causes and consequences. I was quite impressed with the definition. Story of my life. But how much of that is driven because I'm worried that you're doing wacky shit out there? You shouldn't worry about that. I can, I can, I can <laughs> cure my mistakes. I can fix them. I'm the best at it, as far as I know. So you don't so have Mich- to worry so much. Michelle, when Larry and I first, <laughs> we have Michelle Blevins on, dear friend, oh, we long, long no time guest, no, many time guest. Hold on, we're, I want we'll to tell a story. That. I want to tell right, a story. Here we go. Everybody, Never everybody knows you Michelle. Properly, Michelle. Okay. Yeah, but everybody knows Michelle. I just didn't want to be talking. Yeah. So Michelle, when Larry and I started our business, Larry sat down. He goes, "Okay, dude. Here's the deal. I'm gonna do three tragics a year." And I'm like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> you know. And he goes, "I'm gonna make. I'm gonna stick my foot in my mouth like three times a year, where it's like." You said that to me. No, no. no. It starts out with everything in life, in my world, 90% wonderful, amazing. Then 5%, eh, you got to be a little bit careful. And then you got about 2 or 3% that, you know, bit of a problem. But there's that extra 2% of tragics that could go really south really fast. Tragics? He called them tragics. You got to dance quick. Like, 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 Like when you ask the client, when they're due and they're not pregnant, that kind of tragic. I never did that. That's a tragic. No, I know. Thank God. That's, that's, that's the kind of stuff. Good job. That's a tragic. Okay. Hang on a second. We have a celebrity that is going to promote this podcast. We have a killer ad. So, Eric, roll the ad, would you please? And now, a quick message from our title sponsor, Supertech University. Did you know 85% of financial success comes from soft skills abilities and only 15% from our technical abilities? SuperTech U was created by longtime restoration pros, Eric Sprague and Larry Wilberton. Their daily three to five minute videos train your entire company on the soft skills they need to make your business thrive. Plus your entire team earns IICRC CEC credits, all for about the cost of one tank of gas. To get more information about Supertech University and receive a special six-lesson e-course on in-home sales, go to supertechu.com backslash podcast offer. Again, get your free in-home sales training at supertechu.com backslash podcast offer. Okay, and back to the podcast. We have the same amazing celebrity here. How cool is that? Check it out. We have Michelle Blevins, editor-in-chief, queen bottle washer at one of the world's famous, most restoration typo-free magazines in the world, CNR Magazine. Hello, Michelle. How are you today? Oh, my gosh. My cheeks already hurt, and we're only like three minutes into this. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. No, there are never any typos. No, no. I don't I. I get no. uh, texts once in a while from a certain industry historian saying, hey, great issue. However, did you know? And I'm like, historian. So, Michelle, when Larry and I were first in business, we used to write all our own like flyers and stuff and ads that went in the newspaper, like inserts. And we mm-hmm. had a client, a client who was also a friend that we used to see him like every week at the chamber of commerce meeting. And he would come in and walk up to our table and drop the flyer. And in red ink, he had like marked it up. Like he's an elementary school teacher. And Larry and I would just be sitting there like, dude, what the fuck? Like you got nothing else to do with your time. (laughs) He was so into it. He didn't ever said another word and it was never a thing, but he would always write it up and just just put it in front of us. Drop it in front of us and be like, yeah, guys found a couple of mistakes. He'd walk away. 
So if anybody sees Mark Monier, tell him to watch this episode. He'll get a kick out of it. Larry, I'll get Mark. A, I'll sign Mark up for a CNR. <laughs> you can send him back to Michelle. <laughs> oh, no, I will kill you both. Uh, Eric, you are first. Do not. I will kill you and hunch, I will hunt you down. I see you enough. <laughs> uh, I see you enough. I do. I will find you. Don't do that. Yeah, we're going to see each other soon at the uh, collective. That's going to be fun. Yeah, that's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to that. We're going to have a good time. Yeah. And I've been putting out all kinds of ads for that. Larry and I have a uh, trade show in Nashville the week before, and then we're driving the Super Tech van together to to Texas. That ought to be interesting. (laughs) Actually, Larry and I travel together very well. Everybody thinks we don't. We're going to go. To Elvis's house in Memphis. We're very excited to Graceland. That's going to be cool. We, we're not excited yet? about that, but I'm we've, glad you are. We've we've never we've never been. You, no, we're excited about. I'm not even really an Elvis fan, but I don't know. I just it sounds appealing to me. I saw the movie with my kids, the Elvis movie. Michelle, have you like not you seen never the knew Elvis, Elvis movie? growing up? No, I know Elvis is obviously, but. Yeah. That's about Michelle's it. Michelle's trying to make you and I feel old, Larry. Like, nah, I know I am this not. is. <laughs> I am not. The number of child cartoons that I watch these days are out of, it's, yeah. Uh, you know the age my kids are at. In, I'm in that age. Of you're like, in Barney mode. No, you're past that. You're like the Wiggles or whatever. Oh, God, no. But Aladdin is on repeat usually. And uh, my kids actually like musicals, so I'm thankful for that. So we listen to a lot of Hamilton, a lot of Greatest Showman. They can sing right. a lot of music songs. It's kind of okay. But, oh, there you um, go. So you get to walk around the house singing. How cool. No, Luca what doesn't let anybody things? sing except him. Oh. What right. are those things you sent me that time? The picture of the thing with the light on his head? What do you call those things? You know, you texted me the picture. I did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. texted me the picture. I had the light Michelle, that's you weird. You're sending Larry pictures of Teletubbies? <laughs> Teletubbies, yes. Oh, it was hysterical. Remember I had that blue flashing yeah. light on and you sent me the Teletubby like this. No, that's yeah. a minion. That's a minion. Is that a minion? That's a minion. That's a minion. Yeah, that's a, that's a minion from, uh, that's what it looked uh, like. You were going to cool. go around and the Beedo, Beedo, Beedo. Michelle had a look on her face, so she looked just like this. <laughs> you know, Larry, most people listen to this and don't watch it, right? <laughs> she had one of those, what do you call that? Resting face? Resting bitch a, face. Yeah, you had a really spectacular resting bitch face. And nobody was, you weren't talking and everybody was rambling on and on. And I just couldn't get over. You were like cat in a cat box. You didn't hear anything anybody was saying. And I'm like, what is she doing? Oh. It was a big group call. I don't know. Like Larry's off to the side, like messaging me like, hello. Are you, <laughs> what's wrong with your face? I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with your face? <laughs> I didn't say that. I said, what's that expression? I don't think that's what you said. (laughs) It was more, it wasn't like, it wasn't check your face, but it was a very direct, like, (laughs) are you mad? What are you doing? I think Larry's getting reprimanded as we speak for being too loud and fun. Thank you. You're getting reprimanded? By the librarian. By the librarian. You loud. It's a genealogy room. Is there anybody <laughs> in there other than you? They said they have to keep the door open. Uh, go shut the door, dude. Since when do you ever follow the rules? I Because, my, no, my mom's like an official on the board and all that stuff. I mean, I got the room, but now I got to be a good guy about it. So, you know, can't have a tragic yeah. today, especially in the library. No a tragic. So now no. it's going to be a whispering podcast. We're going to talk quietly what is that asmr or whatever where people whisper to you i don't even know what the that is i had to google that the other day because i was like yeah doom scrolling i'm like asmr edited video i'm like what is that yeah you see that on youtube all the time apparently like people are into that like just being whispered to well it's also it's all the sound with it so like there are videos where it's like somebody going through their like morning routine and you hear them clicking open and shut like their cosmetics and the doors and hanging uh, stuff up turning the shower on it's actually really addicting in a weird way i'm not sure why but it's weird so sounds how long, bo- sounds how long did you get stuck on those sites how long were you doom scrolling <laughs> yeah. with doors closing and I actually the last time yet 
last time we had the podcast with you, you were you were in your bedroom and it said something on top of the bed. I can't remember. There was like a funny expression on top of it. It was quite entertaining. You were such the action a starts here or something like that. <laughs> no, no, no. It was great. The action starts I've never had here. my bed like yeah, no, Michelle's bed. The, the bed never was in the picture. Thank you. Yes, it was. I remember. I'm gonna look back on it. All right, that's my homework. Okay. I, there's a possibility that I turned my camera to show you that I work in my master bedroom. I've done that for people because they're like, "No, you don't." People have home offices. I'm like, "No." I'm in the bedroom. Anyway. Not anymore. Not anymore. Thank anymore. God. You want to hear? Yeah, a great, she upgraded. You want to hear a great bedroom story? So yes. when Larry and I first started, hey, please our, do. This yeah, is going to go not in a crazy kind of, direction. Not, I'm not so excited. Kind of, this is going to be fun. Kind of, it's not that kind of story. But so sure. Larry and I had first started our carpet cleaning business. We weren't even doing restoration yet. We joined the Chamber of Commerce, and one of the people at the Chamber of Commerce, a female, invited us over to do an estimate. So you know, so we kind of knew her. So it was just me, and I'm walking through the house, and you know, measuring the rooms and talking to her, and we get to the master bedroom. And I look up on the walls and, you know, like, you know how, like, you could hire a photographer to do, like, the sexy pictures, I guess. Like, uh -huh. she, had pictures of, she had pictures of her naked on every wall in that bedroom. And when I mean naked, Michelle, I mean really naked, right? And I think she forgot to take them off the walls because all of a sudden I saw her kind of, like, clam up a little bit. And I'm trying to like be cool about it, but I'm seeing her in all her glory, like on every wall. And so I'm like, you know, just like, oh, this is 10 feet by 22 feet. <laughs> like I'm just trying to ignore it. Right. And, but like oh everywhere you looked, it was. And so when, and then she, she said, okay, you know, I'll have you, you guys come Thursday or whatever. And I, I had to warn our techs. I was like, there's naked pictures of don't her. Don't look at the wall. Don't look yeah. at the walls. Just don't look like, at the walls. Yeah, don't take pictures of the pictures on the wall, right? You know? Did she take now, them down before they came back? She took them down. Yeah, apparently she did, yeah. So the guys were all bummed. <laughs> I'm <laughs> they sure. Were, they were like, I thought there was naked pictures on the wall. <laughs> yeah. I was like, there was see, Michelle, was this there. is part of restoration that you don't get to see. I mean, we we see all this. I walked into a room in the middle of the night. There was a big flood, and there was a painted woman, a, a painter painted picture of a woman, a naked woman on the wall, and it was the client. And I tried to look at the picture. I looked at her, and it was in a little bourgeois bathroom. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, interesting. <laughs> one one I've of heard the many stories like this from restorers and things that they found, like when they're moving furniture or doing path outs. Yeah. Oh, People dude. forget yep. to. So we we had a client also that we knew. Larry, don't mention the name, please. What when, when I say the story? So we <laughs> the guys go. So he had a fire, and we were packing out upstairs. And he was, you know, middle aged, sing, never been married. And I'm walking the house, and I go in this room, and oh. this room is entirely like sex related objects. And then I opened the door and in the closet, he had like cork boarded the entire closet and he had a naked Polaroid of every woman that he had ever probably been with. Right. So I'm sitting there like how, in, and some of them I knew who they were. Oh. <laughs> so, right. So now, now I'm sitting there like, how are we going to pack this room out? without it being weird and, you know, the whole thing. Right. And he's funny because he's all fast and loose in some ways, but super conservative in others. Like, so like he wouldn't. So I told the guys, I'm like, you gotta be careful with this room when you're packing it out. And like, there's some weird stuff in there. So our guys and, you know, we, Larry and I were like on growth mode. So Larry and I were just running all the time. So I never made it back to check on that job. Her guys, then we're packing back in and I get a call from this guy and he is screaming at me oh, no. like on the phone. And I'm like, I don't even know what's going on. Like, what, what are we talking? And he is mad. Our guys on every box that was in that room wrote porn room, one out of three porn room, <laughs> two out of three. 
<laughs> so, and he was mad that the boxes have been like elsewhere and in a warehouse. And, you know, he's like, you know, how dare you call it a porn room? It's not a porn room. I'm not shooting porn. I'm thinking, well, you're close. <laughs> you know? Potentially. Yeah. I mean, they did a good job describing it. You know what room it goes in. Everybody knew yeah. what room it was. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, red, yeah. the red room. That was when I opened that. Closet, the weird thing was, I went to the weird. room afterwards. And I saw Eric in this swing in the middle of the room, and he was <laughs> swinging around like he was having fun. It was so weird. I'm like, dude, get off of that thing. So it was so weird. <laughs> yeah, no shortage well, of those stories. Holy crap! Uh, Nobody yeah. knows what we like. Yeah, what do we get paid in Xactimate to deal with that bullshit? There should be a bonus. When it's yeah. like, this is like, especially when you're finding pictures that you're like, should you really have these? Do the women know you have these? You know, call Ed Cross. I, I know that was, that was here. super creepy. That was uh, a little creepy. Yeah. Wow. Well, as long as he keeps them to himself, what are you going to do? I know. All right. Well, you make this uh, pod, this podcast serious at all? I mean, come on. There's got to be no, something we got to talk about. No, no. Every we, podcast we do is serious. It's, it's we need a non-serious. Eric said before we started the podcast that this podcast was for him. Remember, Larry? So now you yeah. have to be quiet in the library. And Eric declared this is for him. And that's where we're Michelle's, going. Michelle's like, why am I even here? Like, why oh, am I, I love it. Why am I wasting an hour out of my week to hang out with these two nincompoops? <laughs> I love it. You know I love it. Our problem is we're never going to trump that Captiva podcast. <laughs> so No. No, no. We have to keep trying. Here? That was awesome. Yeah, never going to happen. Quit. The best part you know what was, it was your husband we ha- cut we had that a- video and audio up so well. That was the yeah. key to that. No, no, no. We had an audience. We were performing for others that were standing around pointing and laughing at us, and they were cracking up. We had it. Everybody was getting a kick out of it, so we were just egging yeah. on and egging on. And I can't do that in the library because everybody's over 70 years old here. It would be a little weird. Eh. They could use a little spice in action in their life, I'm sure. They'd love the stories you guys are telling. Uh, yeah, they probably would. Hey, I have a big announcement to make today about uh, our company, Supertech University. We have started an affiliate program, and we have started an affiliate program that may may be a little different than the affiliate programs that you've heard about or seen in the past. And we, I don't even like the word affiliate, right? I, I like the word partner. And we really want partners. We, we're not a transaction-based type of company. We're a relationship company. Uh, both Larry and I are wired that way. So we want partners. And, and to prove that point, we are doing a 50% revenue split on every sale. Right? So uh, somebody joins Supertech University, our affiliate would get half the revenue. They're sharing it with us. So it's in our best interest to make sure that the product's good. And then that person stays for a long time because they're going to get 50% every single month, not just for a month or two, you know, we're, we're in it for the long haul together. So if you are interested in possibly becoming an affiliate with Supertech University, please reach out to me via email. That's Eric, E-R-I-C, at supertechu.com. That's E-R-I-C at S-U-P-E-R-T-E-C-H, the letter U.com. So, Michelle, you got a new office. Why don't you tell us about that a little bit? Like, what prompted it? Well, the bedroom cool. thing. It's we bougie. already addressed that. So, you, you went and got a cool office. <laughs> yeah, the bedroom thing took us off the rails a little bit. Um, yes, I, it's a co-working space. You know, I think that that's kind of the trend where things are going. So, this is a new space in woo, downtown Rochester where I live. They remodeled a huge two-story building. They have the original hardwood floors in here. I have to yes. imagine this building was built in the early 1900s, I would guess. It's a pretty traditional, oh. like, you know, small town Main Street with the brick front buildings and all that. So really fun. Megan's here with me. We're sharing a an office space, which is right behind me, even though nobody can see. So it doesn't I like okay, I like the glass. All the glass looks good. Yeah, it's all glass. Very modern. But everybody but everybody can see you as you work. Is that I'm weird? I'm fine with that. No. Oh, okay. 
no, that doesn't bother me. It's the acoustics that Eric witnessed earlier that are the problem. It is yeah. like an echo chamber in there. It's really bad. So that's what I'm working on overcoming right now. Hence, sitting you, you know else, what what worked for us because I have the same problem in my office, and I use the you know how Jared has the the boom headset yeah. that helped. Okay. A I lot. do have one of the, which I haven't used yet, but one of those surety, surety sent me one of those mics that you see everybody has too. And I have it. I just haven't hooked it up in there yet. So I'm going to try and see what I can figure out, but I ordered acoustical panels and all that. So for anybody who has this struggle, I'll let you know. Yeah. When it comes so are those to, the ones you like glue to the wall? Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's, there's space up above the windows that we can do it and nobody will see them. And then we're getting a rug. I ordered an upholstered chair. Um mm-hmm. Maybe We're a couple of, pla- a couple of plants yep. might help. That'll absorb the art- sound. We found some artwork that's like acoustical artwork that's pretty that we could put on the wall. We're trying. Uh, yeah. That's good. Good for you. Congrats. Yeah. And it's the next level of CNR. Well, yeah. I, a lot of it was multifaceted. One, I just need to be more focused anyway. It's hard to be at home. Two, I just started my MBA and I was worried that if I don't have a separate place to go where I'm really working and even can separate myself from studying, I'm never going to get it any all, any of it done. I'm too distracted at home. So here I am. So you're abandoning your family. Yes. One hundred percent. Story story of my story of my life, <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> Until I school pick up at I'm out. every day. I know. The problem is the window is so narrow. Like, you know, when you have small kids, it's like get them to school by eight. And then I have maybe till two thirty and that's my work day. I got to get it done in that window. And then maybe after they go to bed, but it's hard to get anything done in those other windows. Yeah. yeah, You guys know Jeff, my husband, he works really hard and has a regular nine to five job that has an hour and a half commute round trip. And so round trip. So it's not one way, but it can be two hours depending on traffic. It's a big commute. So yeah, it is that, you know, yeah, life's hard. (laughs) What, what made you decide to go get the MBA? Because you didn't have um, to do that. I mean, no, no. I mean, it's cool. Uh, lifelong learner is part of it. There's okay. So there's multiple reasons and some of it's a little personal. So I'm going to Michigan state. It's their executive MBA program. And I started at Michigan state my freshman year of college. It was where it was my dream to always go there. Um, my dad went there. He got his master's there. I don't know. I just always loved Michigan state grow going to the campus. That's where I wanted to go. Well, Freshman year came around and there just wasn't enough money for college. Have you guys heard the story before? Stop me if you've heard the story mm-hmm. before. So I will no, stop. Okay. Please. Okay. So there just wasn't enough money for college. I knew I didn't want to take on a ton of debt. Um, my original major was an international business major. Actually, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to, I imagine I wanted to be a CEO of like a Fortune 500 company. That was my kind of early career goal. Um, you are now. Really, not quite. Maybe someday. Working uh, on it. <laughs> working on it. Um, so my, my up, goal was to drink beer and lift weights. That was my goal. Perfect. And I, I succeed. I succeeded. Sorry. You're interrupting this great <laughs> story. With, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm comparing and contrasting Michelle's level of drive and professionalism to my own. I, I, I was probably too stressed out for an 18 year old. How about that? But people who know me, you guys know me. I am so type a and so high D that it's like, there's nothing else in my life. I just am whatever. Um, so I changed my major to journalism. I figured I needed something that was a little more reasonable to get a career going. Um, and so I changed my, changed my major, moved home, went to a university in the Detroit area for a year, kind of tracked all my credits and then transferred up to central Michigan, which is where Jeff, my husband is going. And they had a good journalism school, did their, did, went there for my junior and senior year, still managed to graduate in four years because I tracked my credits enough. So I knew what all was going to transfer. Um, but it always was the fact that I didn't get to keep going to Michigan state was one of those, everybody has like that little painful yeah. thing in their life. Yeah. And that for me was one of those like icky feeling all the time. Yeah. It's just hanging over your head like a dark cloud. Yes. And so I always kind of tried to let it go. And then I bought CNR and the company was growing and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this isn't the hobby that I thought it was going to be. I actually have a job and I need to kind of know what I'm doing and I need to know more than sales and marketing, which is honestly all yeah. that I know. And I, so 
I started researching executive MBA programs in Michigan State, actually at the oldest one in the country. And so I applied last fall and was able to take the time to um, kind of get CNR to where there's enough people on the team now that it doesn't need me 24-7. I'm still involved every day, of course, but um, I'm not doing as much of the nitty gritty and so now it's kind of coming full circle. So now I'm back at Michigan State getting my business degree in my 30s instead of my 20s and mm, have the okay. money for it now. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, did you have to take the did you have to take the GRE to get in? No. No, nope, they don't do that. Um, a lot of their entry process actually is more based on like character and skills, um, which is nice. And so they've said if somebody comes into the interview and says, I'm the best marketer you've ever met, they're like, nope. Bye. You're not in our program. It's not a good fit. We don't, we're not here for people like that. So. so when I, when I took the GRE to go to graduate school, so I was a history major in college. So I wanted to be a history professor. Somehow I got in restoration, different deal. But yeah. I remember I call, I, I suck at math. So I called all the graduate schools that I cared to go to. And I said, on the GRE, do you look at the math score? And all of them were like, mm-hmm. not at all. Like, we don't even care. Like, this isn't math. So I was like, okay. So I was in this like big classroom at the University of Utah. And I I had gone through a prep course and the whole thing. Like, I I need to like focus on the parts that matter to me because I wanted to get into a good program. And I remember like the math part would come and I just would like write B down the whole thing because I figure well, I'll get some right. And I had all these like Asian dudes who were, like math and science is their thing. And they all kept looking over like, how is he? Because I just put my head down and, and rested for 30 minutes before the next session came. And I could see the stress that I was causing all these dudes who were like trying to you know go to engineering grad school or med school. And it's like, how is that guy done with math in like four minutes? <laughs> it was awesome. That is hilarious. And I would have just like even been more nonchalant just to stress them out even more. At least sorry. Oh, I, was, I was. I was. Once I figured out what's going on, I was like reveling. You guys, your high D's, you're horrible. Your empathy was just out the window. These people <laughs> I don't really have any empathy. Their <laughs> I don't either. It's not great. It's not, <laughs> not great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, as long just... as you realize it's not great, that's good. You're working on <laughs> It can muster uh, it up. Just because yeah. you recognize you, Hold on, Larry. Just because you recognize you don't have any doesn't mean you're working on it. <laughs> They're not. Well, I figured Michelle was leading up to that. She's working on it. I know you're <laughs> not working on it. Well, you do. I should say. I should say that totally. But I, I can be. Emp- I now that I coach so much, I'm much more empathetic than I ever was yeah. before because I'm dealing with people in hard situations. So you do. You become more empathetic. You do. Doesn't mean I'm not a team. So she's got to be empathetic too. So there you go. You guys are working yeah. on it. Yeah. I can be empathetic until you make the same mistake five times and then my empathy has gone and I'm just pissed. Yeah, Larry, lo- just so you know, Larry loves to make himself sound like Mother Teresa and then the rest of us are assholes, right? Like that's his move. It's like, oh, you're so lacking empathy. I, Dude, I've seen you lack some empathy over the, the years. Yeah. A couple of those team members got a whole bunch of it. Yeah, Larry. Larry so used good. to make our team cry sometimes. <laughs> no, come on, no. get out of here! Ow. I was That's the one that walked possible. them out and hugged them after we were fired them, and they were always happy with me. Well, because you made me fire them, and then you get to be the good guy in the parking lot giving them a hug, which actually keeps yeah. you from getting see. sued. So that helps. Yeah. It was it so funny. To do with it. I had serious. Hugging people keeps you from getting effort. sued. What's that? Well, keep... depends how you're hugging them. <laughs> It keep it keeps you from having people file lawsuits against you. Like when Larry's out hugging the person in the parking lot, they they look. That was not my motivation at no, all. Just for I, the record, no, no, I really no. cared for these people. No, I, I do want to make that clear. We're fooling around, but Larry and I took letting anybody go very very seriously. Like that's their livelihood, and we understood that. And at our company. You had to mess up a whole bunch of times and have a whole bunch of meetings before you were going to get fired. Like we weren't just like off the cuff, like you're out of here. Like you were going to get verbals. You were going to get written. We were going to have meetings about it. You you know, we're training like you got you had to work to get fired at our place, you know, but, you know, when it's when it's time to go, it's time to go. And, you know, so I remember a couple of times Larry be like that guy's got to go, you know, you know, he's like adamant, like we're done with this person because they're just not 
playing by our rules. And he's all aggro, right? And then we get in and I sit down and I'm like, hey, man, it's not working out. It's not a good fit. Like, I'm sorry. You know, and the, that, so immediately that person hates me, right? So it used to always be me behind my desk and then the person we're letting go and Larry sitting in two chairs across from me. And I'd look over at Larry and he's freaking crying, Michelle. And he's getting all weepy, right? And I'm like, what the hell's going on? And he's like all sad and putting his hand on the guy's shoulder. And like, I'm like, oh. and I'm now like the worst person on earth, right? Because I'm letting that person go. And now he's Didn't making you hit him. Like you're oh, my I partner. Wanted, not that I wanted to partner. punch him in the face so bad. You have no idea. And then, and then from, <laughs> from my office. So, you know, then I'd be like, oh. okay. And I'd shake their hand and now they're leaving. And, and, you know, we'd already have whatever stuff ready to go. So they're out in the parking lot. And then I'd look out the window of my office and I see Larry oh. in the parking lot, giving him a big hug and like walking him to their car. Empathy, man. Like, so all about empathy. I'm just sitting there like oh. that guy or lady completely hates my guts. And they think Larry's the greatest person on earth. This is total yeah. 100% bullshit. I would be so pissed at you, Larry. Like I would be <laughs> so pissed at you. But you know what? So I bump into, hang on. I bump into people over the years at different places. They used to work for us. I say, Hey, how's it going? I said, Eric asks about your PR. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. I don't like that guy either. They just gloss over his name. And that'd be it. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that's too bad. They don't like Eric. I wonder what he did to them. I actually had to run them. I had to be the person Literally. who was the adult who made hard choices. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Adulting. Being a high D is hard work. Look, you're not yeah. going to be the most person. You're not going to be the most loved person no. in the room. Did you see the Darren Daly I sent you today, Eric? Yeah, I glossed over it. Was, it was all about, I'll send it to you, Michelle. And they're the only last three days. It's really good about you need to have compassion and you will live longer. Four people all the time. And that will make your life go so much better. And I listened to the first 10 seconds of it and I almost died laughing. I said, I got to send this to you guys. Send it to me. Yeah, I want yes. to hear it. Send it to I'll me. I'll send it to you right now. Oh, it was yeah. awesome. And Darren Daly is great. We listen to him, or I listen to him every day. Wait a minute. I'm coming yeah, off. Podcast. I'm coming off very poorly here, and I don't yeah, like isn't it. Isn't it great? I'm loving this. No, Eric, you're coming off great because you and I are kind of the same person. I like the more <laughs> I get to know you, the more I like we're the same. Well, no, you know, here's the thing. It's like the people that were in. I think if you ask them that they're all good with me because we were all on the same page for winning the people yeah. who like, didn't want to do their job. Yeah. They don't like me because I'm going to bust your ass. Yes. And you're probably also the type of, like when I'm pissed, people know I'm pissed. Like it takes a lot to get me there. I can be pretty like level and nice and kind and whatever. But once I'm pissed, it is over and it's obvious. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, Larry could probably speak to this better than me. Like, I kind of only have two emotions, winning and anger. Like, that's it. Like, there's not much winning else. Anger. There's yeah, no yeah. resting. No, you know. We're either winning or I'm on some level of anger. But I will say, I'm never too high or too low. Like, I kind of ride this middle thing like i don't blow i'm not a person who blows up on people but i'm never the person that's going to run either. around and hug you and high five you either i'm kind of just like down the middle so um i don't know how, i think that comes off honestly i think that comes off as aloof but you know, i'm, I'm usually does. just in my head like how are we going to win i equate aloof though with somebody who's like not mentally there, maybe not as smart, not as savvy. Maybe my definition of aloof in my head. I wouldn't describe you as aloof ever. Um, I think aloof anyway. means more like you're you're in your own head and oh, not aloof. not play. Yeah, I don't know the freaking definition of aloof, but not friendly or forthcoming, cool and distant. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. Cool, okay. cool and distant. That's what they would say about me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good word. What would they, what, Larry? What would they say? I'm being, so I'm being vulnerable right now, Larry. What would they say about you? Oh, probably what you said, up and down, Dow Joneser. But, you know, things are great. Jones I'm the best guy in the whole yeah. world. So, do you, I don't know if you remember, Not Michelle. Are, are you a sports fan? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So Dick Vitale, who was on ESPN mm-hmm. with the basketball, he used to yeah. call guys that like were good and then bad and then good. And then but he used to call them Dow Jonesers. So That's Larry, a- Larry was a Dow mm-hmm. Joneser. Like one day he'd come in Dow be Jones. hugging everybody. And then two days later, he's yelling at everybody. And they're like, who am I getting today? Yeah. See, with me, I might be cool and distant, but they at least knew that it was kind of the same every day. Yeah. So with, just a, with Larry, they're dick like all the time. <laughs> dick all the time. So what, Michelle, what, what would your employee consistent. say? What would your employee say about you? I'm all over the place. I'm sure I try not to be, but I, yeah. yeah you have deadlines too. I mean, deadlines add. Yeah, a different level of pressure to it. I would expect. There's a lot of, a, we have deadlines yeah. in restoration. Every job's a deadline to a degree. Yeah, but yours are more like cutting the sand. I mean, yeah, they're just yeah, that's drawn. Yeah. So does that happen every issue, Michelle? Like you start ramping up towards the due date, mm-hmm. and everything gets magnified and in in more intense. Yes, and then we have you know stuff sprinkled in there like restoring kindness month or unsung heroes award or the state of the industry or whatever. We have all these things sprinkled in there, so then it's hard because we're like, well, and we have the CNR and Focus magazines now too, so we're ramping up every month. I mean, every month has an issue we're producing now plus these intermittent projects. So I I am definitely not good at being the nitty gritty detail oriented person. That's why I've hired people to kind of take no, that over. I, so as I'm long as I have like either. the grand grand scope i can help drive it from like a high level but don't uh, i'm the same way i'm the exact same way i can come up with all the ideas mm-hmm. i gotta i gotta put a team around me to get it done yes i love the is. emails going back between you guys right when eric's article is due eric your article is due in four hours oh, oh shit. i didn't know oh <laughs> i didn't remind you oh and you go back and forth and it's like i'm watching this it's like a ping pong match I'm not calling hey, Eric for the rest of the day because he's I, quarantined. I always, yeah, that's true. I always get it done immediately. You I do. might, I might not remember the deadline. And you know, I remember okay. this winter I was skiing, and then my phone rang, and I, ha- I had my earbuds in and my helmet, and I played the thing, and it's like, Eric, you do know your deadline is yesterday or today or whatever, and I was like, holy shit! I'm like, all right. I can get two more runs in while I'm on the chairlift. I'll like construct the whole article and then I'll just rush home and write it. <laughs> but I definitely can get two more runs in before I go. <laughs> For what it's worth, you're not alone in that. Most people are late on articles. So you really don't have to worry. I had to laugh though. The last time that we had like those email exchanges, you replied back like I'm the worst or something like that. And I was like, oh my gosh, I had the same exact conversation, but I was the one saying it to, I think Chris and Brandon, when I owed them something and I was like, oh my God, I'm the worst. And then you said it to me and I'm like, that's really familiar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll look if, if I'm sucking, I, I'll say it. I mean, I, I don't too. like to, I don't like to, but I will. <laughs> yeah. Plus it's I not like too. you already don't know that I'm the worst because I'm late. <laughs> How much should I, I feel like I shouldn't tell you that you, you really don't do bad at all, but I don't want to encourage yeah, you your can't, procrastination yeah, because I, was I don't gonna, want I was going to say, Michelle, you, can, you cannot <laughs> say that to me because what gets it done that day is the fact that I think everybody else is in and I'm the one guy who missed his homework assignment. Yeah. You can keep thinking that. that. Okay. Yeah. I've already told my team that I'm for my MBA, that I'm a terrible procrastinator. So my big goal during the program is to learn to not be that person anymore because boy, I am really so good at getting MBA stuff is going to teach you not to procrastinate. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, but- <laughs> say that on the curriculum, teaching non-procrastination <laughs> skills. I'm going to fail. High end, non-procrastinate. Executive non-procrastination skills. I think it's called delegation. I don't know. But, you know, I think a lot of high Ds are procrastinators, right? Like, yeah. I, I think that's super common. And like, it, it's kind of, it's kind of goes against what they stand for. It doesn't make any sense. It's not logical no. because they want things done. But the thing is, you want other people to do them. Like, I'll come up with the idea. You go do it. Well, make it I love happen. that you said that out loud. That's exactly. I've never heard anybody say it that, that out loud that directly. <laughs> we have oh, yeah. we I, I will come up with all the ideas. So I don't need you to come up with the ideas, but I need you to go do the ideas. 
That is so, so true. The other wow. night, I, the other night I, I was sitting at the kitchen table with my oldest daughter and I really wanted like the, they have these like dairy free ice cream bars and we have a fridge out in the, in the uh, garage. And, uh, my wife was sitting at one of the table and she had, my daughter and I were talking and I was like, you know, what would be cool. What would be cool is if we, if we should have some of those dairy free ice cream bars. And she was like, yeah, that's great. I said, great, go get them. Right. And she didn't even think a thing. She stood up and started walking in. And my wife's like, that is so bullshit. Like, like the fact that you just, you just tell her and like, she's hypnotized. She just gets up and goes and does it. I'm like story of my life. Yeah. Well, you have a daughter. If I did that to my daughter, I don't think it would be working the same way at all. Yeah. But you're not on your kid. It's a different personality. Even if my daughter, you told Sid to do that thing. She'd look at you and you get him yourself. Yeah, that's probably true. (laughs) Yeah. You have a high ass daughter. You have a high ass household. That's why they listen to you. So when we start talking, he starts asking me to do things. I'm like, well, I don't know who you're talking to. Well, I think if you're a high D and I know we're talking discs and some people are like, what the hell are they talking about? But if you are a very high D, you kind of need to surround yourself with S's or you won't be happy. 10,000%. Yes. Yeah. Weird thing is the S is like that. They like being told what to do. So it's kind of like smooth. So you kind of. Well, I don't know if there. they like being told what to do, but I think they do like well, having somebody willing to lead. Yeah. 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 You know. Yep. My it, director of operations, she's a probably a, she's a high SC and maybe a high C first. Uh, anyway, yeah, she takes direct. She she prefers that. She's like, just tell me what you need, and I will get it done. You just have to tell me, like, right? Yeah, my yeah. Like for me, it's like if you tell me what to do, I'm not doing it. <laughs> if it's my idea, I'm all over it. But if you tell me what to do, I'm just not. I'm not doing it. So, Larry, like, how's business been for you with Eric? <laughs> well, let me tell you. Well, let me tell you. You're hey, trying yeah, to be quiet in the library. Yeah, I'm trying to be. Let's switch gears because I want to bring something up. The restoring oh, kindness. Thank you, Larry. See how yeah, nice he, see how he is. Yeah. <laughs> how pathetic he is. Nice. <laughs> yeah, because I want to get to this because John sent me a message earlier. You guys just had a, an event on Monday and I couldn't make it because I was on another call with uh, Mr. Sprague here that insisted I couldn't get out of it. Oh. But anyway. Um, Disciplinary hearing. Bossy. <laughs> did you have a, what were we calling them? I'm going to have a, not an epic. What did you call them? I'm going to have three Loop. tragics. You had a tragic. <laughs> you had to have a meeting because you had a tragic. HR no, nightmare. No tragics. <laughs> it's been a while since we had any tragics, which is really good. So I shouldn't say. Yeah, anything, you know. I, I will give Larry credit. It's been a long time. I hope saying that doesn't mean we're going to have one soon. Yeah, I, He's been doing yeah. really well. <laughs> Okay, continue, Larry. I apologize. Keep going. No, I want to hear about the restoring kindness. Tell us some details so we can tell our listeners because, you know, check it out. This came out, I don't know when it was recently, and I was at a supermarket. Guy in front of me forgot his wallet. He's going to run to his car. I'm like, no, 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 this is my new job. I got to like pay this for you. He's like, no, 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 I insist. I said, no, it's fine. So it was a dollar 22 for some whatever he had. And I'm like, oh, that was easy. What is even a dollar twenty-two? A pack of gum isn't even a dollar twenty-two. I was gonna say you like a couple of like rolls, two Tic Tacs or something. Get a couple of rolls, and um, I wasn't even paying attention. But he was gonna run to the car, and I'm like, no, you don't have to run to the car. Oh, like bread and, rolls. I'm like a couple of rolls of what? <laughs> <laughs> Belly rolls. <laughs> Little dense. Okay. Okay. Restoring so, kindness. So, so anyway, I did my restoring kindness, but then it was so so such a lo- a small amount of money. I was like. Can't brag about this. You just yeah. did. So, yeah, but it was just a different. I'm not going to go out and like. Not only did you not brag is... about it to me and Michelle, but thousands of listeners. Like, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm restoring kindness everywhere, every grocery store in the United States. Tell us about. Tell us some more details, please. You're just like, shut up, Eric. Shut up. <laughs> okay, so we're we're in phase two of restoring kindness. So we teamed up with John Isaacson for Socktember. So we are hoping yes. to get teams in every single state to, to raise socks. So last year they had like 55,000 pairs of socks. We're hoping to get over a hundred thousand pairs this year, but this is so much easier. Yeah. I think than restoring kindness, like this is literally create a team, 
raise stocks within your community, within your organization, get maybe if you're if you have friendly other restoration companies in your area, maybe team up with other restoration companies in your area, maybe like the city of Raleigh, they could team up and, you know, all the restorers there work together and then donate them to a local charity or multiple charities, whatever that is, but it's literally collecting stocks and donating them to local organizations. That's it. It does not get any easier than that, in my opinion. So um, each team has a team lead and they need to count them. So Sarah on my end, our graphic designer, she's planning to create like a bin. So we're going to get weekly updates and show how much the bin is filling up the socks to see nationwide or actually Canada won last year. So Canada is involved too, but to see where we're at in raising socks through the month of September. So it starts August 29th. You can sign up on restoringkindnessusa.com. When you go there, there's going to be a pop-up that's going to come up. You just you fill out the short form to get your team involved and off we go. I think we already have 10 teams, maybe more, but one of the teams on site in Canada is for all of Canada. So the U S needs to pick it back up this year and win in my opinion. Yeah, but John has some killer videos, September videos, and it is so funny. And the, is he if using you know the little him, hands, it's even funnier. I don't John's know videos less. It's just all over the place. John is is one of the most unique people I've ever met. And I mean that all in In the best ways. Yeah, absolutely. In the best ways. Like he thinks so differently than so many of the rest of us. It's refreshing. Yeah. You know, his his editing is a little random. But that's what makes it so great. Hey everyone, Eric here with Blue Collar Nation Podcast, and I would just like to take a moment to talk about my favorite magazine for the cleaning and restoration industry, and that is CNR Magazine. I've been a longtime reader of CNR Magazine, and now my good friend Michelle Blevins has purchased that magazine and is growing it at an amazing rate. So if you're in the cleaning and restoration industry, you will be excited to hear that not only can you get CNR Magazine digitally, but you can also get it for free in print form, actual paper where you get to sit on your couch and read it, which if you're my age, that's appealing. So all you have to do is go to cnrmagazine.com and that's C-A-N-D-R magazine.com to get your free subscription and it's even in print. So if you want to stay on top of what's going on in the cleaning and restoration industry and he, you know, get to see a lot of cool articles by a lot of very smart people, go to C-A-N-D-R-Magazine.com. He did a yeah. breakout session at The Collective. Was it The Collective the first year? He did a breakout session at a show a few years ago and I was sitting in there and he was making jokes, but he has like that dry humor and nobody knew he was making jokes. And I'm like, I'm like laughing. I'm like, guys, it's a yeah, joke. It's, it's funny. Appreciating like, humor. Catch up, yeah. catch up. Yeah. Yeah. So. so anyway, John has a Diojo podcast. D-Y-O-J-O. Yeah, yeah. He's got a great restoration podcast and he interviews people and he asks kind of off the wall questions sometimes, but they're always appropriate and, you know, it gets you thinking, which is kind of mm-hmm. cool. Uh, the best part of the Diojo is the editing. His edits are wild. They're wild. 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 Be ready for video clips and. Yeah. Yes. John close up to the screen saying something crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Be ready. (laughs) He's the best. All right. So Michelle, what, what traveling do you have coming up? What shows are you going to? Where are we going to see you? Uh, the rest of the year is kind of coasting. I have the collective at the end of this month, which I think you guys are going to be there. So we'll be in Austin. Yeah. That'll be really yeah. fun. That's a great show. Um, and then I, I have Violin's business planning stuff and that's it. I think I'm going to go to InsureTech Connect in Vegas at the end of October. It's over Halloween, actually. I've heard really good things about that. So I think mm. um, me and Tasha, who does some sales with me, she I think she and I are going to go walk the show. But other than that, that's it for the year. I'm thrilled. But then, I mean, 2024, then you you know how spring is. Then it's like January, February, March. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Larry and I have, we have, 
we have the huge convention, which is kind of like exterior house washing and windows and all that. That that shows ama- that was one of our best shows last year. It was amazing. Yeah. We we have that, and then we're driving down to uh, to Dallas. We have a lot of clients in Dallas, so we're going to try to get everybody go to dinner there. Then we go to Core, and then we have what more floods in More floods. We just got invited yesterday. We're very excited about that. Yeah, so we're going to go too. to more floods. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, we have a we have clients that do more floods and we think that might be a good fit for us we've never been before so that that might be cool and then we'll go really to really nice v- system that they have it's nice i'm sure to we'll, see people i'm sure we'll be a veal one there yeah, you don't we'll have a vegas a trip in there we're i'm gonna walk the show at the experience okay yeah. talking on a board yeah on a and then we have uh i have several clients that are even vendors there so I need to go see them. It's it's a drive for me, so it's not that far. Yeah, no, I so, get it. Um, look, I I love that show. It's just it's November. Sorry. Right. Yeah, there's there's two of them. So Violin Business Planning in October in Canton, and then November at that new place in Florida, no, which I, is going to be amazing. I for think Charlotte. I believe we're invited to go to November. I think I better call Jeff and see if that's true or not. (laughs) Probably. That's the big one. So that would make sense. Yeah. Who Um, wants to go to Canton? We just just keep podcasting when we go. Yeah, Canton's nice. Plus, the Football Hall of Fame just got redone. And I went to the radio or the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That was a blast. Plus, you know, the show was awesome. Larry went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and made me sit at the airport and wait for him to pick me up. Come on. You chose that. You didn't want to go. That was a request. <laughs> Back the truck up, buddy. <laughs> Back the truck up. So you stayed at the airport instead of going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's how much you didn't want to go. I didn't know. And his family went this past year and told me how great it was. So that was what motivated me the most to go. His wife and his kids said it was the best thing. And I had a blast there too. And he so Eric missed out. Yeah. Only if Eric CEO. only if Eric thinks he missed out. <laughs> oh, he missed out. He did. So Does good. Eric and always talk about himself in the third person. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I don't really actually. It's quite weird, actually. Sometimes. But I, you see, that's funny. Like, I don't have any interest to go there, but I really want to go to Graceland. Like it doesn't make sense because there's bands no. in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that I probably like way more than Elvis. But I don't know. There's some, I don't know if it's because when I was a kid, like on the news, they'd show Graceland and Elvis. Yeah, I don't know. Elvis is the concert after the one that he died before when he died was supposed to be my hometown. Like oh. I have friends that have saved the ticket. Like they still have oh. the ticket. Yeah. Cause his next so there's stop a little, was, yeah. Okay. I guess. I don't know. I mean, I mean, my parents played Elvis when I was a kid. Oh, you want to hear an awesome Elvis? Uh, I got a story for you, Michelle, before we go. I'm here for it. So Larry and I were driving out to Phoenix for like a heating and air conditioning event from Southern California. And we both had the exact same like ear pods. They weren't the iPods. They were like a different like JBL or whatever. Right. We had identical sets. So Mm -hmm. I had a coaching call. And I'm like in the passenger seat with my headset in talking to the people. And I guess when I was done, I must've taken one out and set it like in the center console or something and kept the other one in. I don't know. Or I put them. I see where this is going. Yeah. So Larry popped, I guess one or both of them in, in like, but he had mine, not his, but we couldn't tell the difference. Right. So we're driving out through the desert. And Larry just kept looking at me and he goes, Elvis is here, man. And I'm like, what? I reset. I reset these headsets 10 times. I could not get Elvis out of my ear. I reset him. I turned him off. I turned my computer off. I did 10 for like a half hour. I was losing my mind. He's driving. He's driving. I'm supposed to be on this call and I couldn't hear the call. And it was, oh, it was dangerous. I was flying across the desert doing 90. And I'm like, look around at the sky. I'm like, is Elvis haunting me? What is going on? Yeah, and Larry just kept so looking strange. over me and be like, Elvis, so man. Funny. Like, like he didn't say anything else because I was working. And he'd be like, Elvis is in the desert. 
I'm like, oh, okay, great. And I go back to work. And then like a five minutes later, it'd be like, it, it, just in the ghetto over and over and over, you know, the song in the ghetto. And I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? And he's like, I can't get Elvis out of my head. It's just Elvis is everywhere. And then we were both like, that's I kept so looking weird. at the sky going, what is going on? It was like a terrestrial thing. I was like, I had my phone in like the side console in the door and I just uh-huh. picked it up to make a phone call. And I saw on my Apple play had Elvis on repeat. <laughs> Can you just call this, uh, this episode? Like El- Elvis man, Elvis man. <laughs> Elvis references left and right. Elvis is in oh, the desert. I was freaked out. I kept looking <laughs> yeah, at the sky I've going, never dude, seen what's Larry. going on here? Well, no, you know what weirded me out, Larry? Was like, Larry, it takes a lot to get Larry like a little shaken, right? Like Larry's tolerance for all kinds of chaos is way beyond what mine or yours would be, right? So yeah. Larry very rarely ever looks like a little shook. And he looked a little shaken, right? And I'm just like. I started getting a little worried because I'm like, is he okay? Is he having a mental breakdown? Like, is our business driving Larry insane? (laughs) So weird. And I was like, kept turning him off, turn him on, turn him off, turn my phone off. Everything. I was doing everything multiple times. (laughs) This is so weird. In the ghetto, in the ghetto, in the ghetto. For like an hour. What's going on? Oh, he thought we were being haunted by Elvis's ghost. (laughs) And we're literally in the middle of nowhere. There's no, there's nobody on the road. No, it's early in the morning. There's nothing, and I'm like, this is so strange. Yeah, we're in that no man's come down from the sky. We're in that no man's land between Palm Springs and Phoenix, and and like if Elvis was gonna be anywhere, that would be the spot. (laughs) It's like a, it's like a moonscape out there. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh, Elvis man. (laughs) Elvis, Elvis man. All right, that's the title. (laughs) That's the title of this podcast. <laughs> title is Elvis, Elvis Man. Man. It's there Elvis Man and, and other assorted musings with Michelle Blevins. Yes. <laughs> and other assorted <laughs> musings. Weren't we supposed to talk about other things at some point? I don't know. All right. Well, we got like four or five minutes, so let's let's get it. Let's get into restoration now. <laughs> are people still going to be listening to us? No chance. <laughs> what the hell are they talking about? This was Eric's podcast. We did the podcast for Eric. This was Eric's show. This is the I same. Look at the this is the same conversation that the three of us had if we were sitting at mm-hmm. court dinner at the dinner table. So, like, we might as well yes. share it yeah. with everybody. Yeah, they either they're yeah. either in or they're out. That's <laughs> true. It's true. It's been. Some t- you know what's funny fun. though? You know, my what's eyes are watering. My nose is running. What What I see though in our stats, and it's really interesting, is like. We think we're going to have this amazing guest on that's like super famous in some sort of home service, right? And we're going to be like, we're going to get so many listens. But when you look at our stats, like out of our top 10 listens, like five of them are just Larry and I shooting the shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which noise. blows me. Like, it's like you are going to listen to the, t- the two of us go back and forth for an hour. But I think people like it. We'll you see know what which our number- part of Elvis drops off in the stats. I'll go look at it and see where we you know what Elvis the- and everybody you know what hangs our, our up. Number, our, number yeah. one, our number one most listened podcast ever is Lisa Lavender talking about onboarding. Wow, wow boarding. Wow isn't boarding. That, yep. Isn't wow that wild? Boarding. Like, and I would not have climbed that. Every week. Oh. It just it, keeps yeah. going up. Well, and the second one is I... I called it. I was getting like bored with the podcast and I'm like, I gotta do mm-hmm. something different. Like we got to shake this up a little. I'm getting antsy. Yeah. So I called Bruce Deloach. I was sitting at, I remember like it was yesterday. I was sitting in my chiropractor's uh, driveway, getting ready to go in. I called Bruce and I said, Bruce, I have this idea. I said, I want to talk about masculinity in the trades. Right. And I'm mm. like, Either every single person we have is going to unsubscribe. I, I'm like, I think everybody in the whole, like, is going to unsubscribe. Larry and I are going to, there won't be a podcast after this. Right. And Bruce is like, great. I'll, I'll go, I'll go down in flames with you. I don't care. And uh, it's our second. Most good listened, like that. It's our second. Most listen listen, to this one. Shockingly. It's our second most listened podcast. It's a tough topic. So I'd be curious. I'm going to go back and listen to it. Cause I'm curious I have, what I have no idea. 
I have no idea what we talked about. I don't remember. It was like three years ago, two years ago. We're going to put links to these. I'm making all kinds of notes. I'll put links to these episodes. Yeah. Old send, episodes. Yeah. send Michelle that one. Yeah. I want to listen to that one. I'm curious. It, Bruce that's an interesting topic to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need to do well, yeah, femininity. Yeah. I was we'll going to say. That that we'll call yeah. 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 Well, no, I think that would be a good follow-up topic to talk about women in the trades, but not just women being in the trades, but how it affects, like how yeah. the industry affects how they feel about themselves and all that. Mm-hmm. You want to yeah, come on and you want to come topic. on and talk about that sometime. Sure. We'll actually be serious. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to. Yeah. We should get, a, we should get a few more women. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. We get a few people on and oh, I'd be the, I think I'm going to be the worst moderator for that ever. I can't go I've on that one. I'll say all kinds of inappropriate things. It'd be terrible. Oh, you'll have there a, you not an epic. Why do I want to call it tragic? Epics? Tragic. Tragic. Epic is all I've got, apparently. Tragic. HR nightmare. <laughs> all right, let's land the plane. Michelle, how does everybody get the wonderful CNR magazine if they want to get it? Go to C and the word and, A and D, R magazine.com, right up at the top, right? There's a big subscribe now button. Everything's free. Can't beat free. You can choose print or digital, whatever you want. Um, be sure to check out CNR and Focus if you need those IAC or CECs. That's a big thing that a lot of people have been enjoying. So be sure to check those out. You take a quick quiz, and if you pass, you get three CECs for it. So it's pretty good. Good way to collect those if you don't want to sit in on classes and stuff like that or don't have time for that. So I appreciate being here. It's always fun being with you guys. I can't wait to see you in what two weeks? Two, two weeks. weeks, I guess. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. I'm here She's for talking it. fast. She's got to get out of here. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I don't. <laughs> I'm not, I always okay. talk fast. I'm a Midwesterner. We all talk fast. I hear that all the time. Yeah, I am you guys a very do. fast I'm, talker. I never thought about that. That's there's truth of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a really yeah. fast talker. I have people tell me, especially on sales calls, sometimes if I'm like, slow down. <laughs> all right. Well, I got to go because I got a, a mobile bike mechanic in my driveway fixing my bike from my last crash. From your so, crash? Yeah. Sorry. I'm all good. Always, always a pleasure talking to you guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for the laughs. My cheeks hurt. There you go. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Nation podcast. For more information about Eric and Larry and Supertech University, please visit us at supertechu.com. That is supertechu, the letter U, dot com.